He was scared, and I didn't blame him. His name was Iron Crow, and he was a Lacosta Indian. He was also eighty-six years old and about to fly in an airplane for the first time in his life. His sister, who was eighty-three, wasn't crazy about the idea of him flying, but she'd finally given in. We had struck a deal, Iron Crow and I. I would take him flying in exchange for him helping me write my piece on how white explorers, traders, and settlers had swept across the plains in the last century, driving out, among others, the Crows, the Kiowas, and Cheyennes. He was a gifted storyteller and knew many tales. I was up in this part of Iowa to do a little fishing and relaxing staying five miles due east of a river where pike, bass, and perch practically waved white flags and begged you to catch them, and only ten miles north of the limestone cliffs where a famous Indian brave, Big Raven, had jumped to his death rather than surrender to the white cavalry officer who had stalked him across four states. I was waiting for Dr. Lawrence Esmond, Ph.D., Big Raven's biographer, to meet me here. He was attending a week-long conference in Chicago where he'd planned to stay only two days, but as yet he hadn't been able to get away, and I'd be here till he did. We stood in a field of buffalo grass in an Iowa meadow on a warm October morning, an arc of geese heading southward down the soft blue sky, and a beautiful sleek mahogany roan running the piney hills to the east. On the wind was the scent of autumn smoke and Indian summer heat. Iron Crow was old, but he was a sweet old, almost boyish old. His wrinkled head and stooped body gussied up in a fancy white Stetson with a single eagle feather sticking out of the band. The rest was a blue western shirt and stiff new jeans and decorative moccasins. He was at the age when the adult becomes the child again, The way he eyed my open cockpit biplane so apprehensively, he might have been a six-year-old getting his first sight of the school bus that would take him far, far away to a land of dragons and other assorted monsters. Around his neck, on a piece of rawhide, he carried a small black crow's feather he'd told me would bring him luck. Silvermoon, his sister, a woman just as stocky of body and nervous of eye as her brother, clutched his hand, and then leaned over and kissed him. They'd both dressed up for the occasion. She was wearing basically the same outfit as Iron Crow except for the tan Stetson and the red shirt. And there was something touching about that. I could see them as little kids on a hard scrabble reservation, and the notion made me happy and sad at the same time. "'He's going to be fine,' I said. "'You won't try nothing fancy?' Silvermoon said. Nothing fancy? I seen you flying out here yesterday, all them loops or whatever you call them. I smiled. I was just showing off a little. I won't try anything like that with Iron Crow. I'm going to trust you on that, she said. Given all I'd learned about the Native American tribes of Iowa in the past few months, I knew how difficult it was for her to talk about trusting a white man. I appreciate that. Iron Crow smiled revealing a set of gleaming store-bought teeth. I just hope I don't wet my pants when we get up there. Silvermoon, always the kid's sister, nudged him with an elbow. That's what I was thinking. She looked at me and shook her head. 
Iron Crow's got this bladder problem. You don't want him to get excited or nothing. Then she grinned with her own sparkling set of store-boughts. Course, sometimes he pees and he ain't excited at all. She forgot to get me my diapers, Iron Crow said. Last time she went to the grocery store, I said over and over, be sure to get me my diapers. And so she comes back home and guess what she forgot to get? Your diapers? Exactly. I wore my standard Snoopy gear, leather jacket, leather flying helmet, leather gloves and goggles, while Iron Crow wore the jacket I'd asked his sister to bring along. I'd lent him my spare Snoopy helmet, too. With his grinning false teeth and fierce axe of a nose, he looked like Snoopy's granddad. The plane is a biplane built in 1929, with a completely rebuilt 1953 Fairchild engine and a nice new yellow paint job.